Fletcher says Sri Andavani should not be allowed to walk away from South Africa without taking the witness stand. Addressing the media in Cape Town ahead of a High Court ruling next week on whether or not Davani will be acquitted, uh, Anna Shindocha said the family is expecting Davani's application to dismiss the charges against him to be rejected when proceedings resume in court on Monday. The British businessman is on trial for allegedly orchestrating the murder of his wife, Annie, while the couple were on honeymoon in Cape Town four years ago. For more on this, we're on the line to the Hindocha family spokesperson, Ashok Hindocha. Uh, a very good evening to you, and thank you very much for speaking to us, and thank you uh, so much for just... Uh, I know it's a difficult time for the family, but we, we just like to understand some of the things that came out of the press conference earlier on by... Uh, Annie's uh, brother Anish. Let's first talk about the issue of justice not being served if he is allowed to leave South Africa without answering questions. That's Shreen Devani. Why make that statement? Well, we've been waiting four years <coughs> for, for, for the truth to come out of the courts. Uh, Shreen Devani has uh, claimed in UK during his extradition process that he wants to go to South Africa to clear his name. His uh, lawyer, uh, Francois Van Zyl, has pleaded, I don't know how many times, dozens of times, that his client will tell this court. I think it's time that, that they do so, so we find out the truth, because I don't want my family to leave South Africa not knowing exactly what happened, that everybody's fully heard, so we get the full story of this case. Uh, Shri Andivani has never spoken uh, under oath. I think it's time that, that uh, we, we, we get that, that uh, information we need under oath so we, we can move on with our lives and Ani's soul can rest in peace. Mr. Indosha, let's understand this. Uh, Anish saying that it would be on the conscience of the country if uh, the full facts don't come out. Who do you blame or do you blame anybody? If uh, Shri Andivani Devani is granted a discharge and he's allowed to walk then would that not be given the fact that the judge has to weigh what is presented to her in court would that not be at the hands of the prosecution well I think uh, we are speculating a little bit now uh, let's wait till Monday uh, and then we, we can start who, who to be blamed process after that I'm asking this because, as I said, uh, Anish was saying, should the full facts of her murder not emerge, it would remain on the country's conscience forever. And also suggesting that justice would not be served. But is it not on the strength of the evidence that is presented in court? Well, I think it's it's, uh, many things, complex thing. Um, uh, Maybe the evidence, uh, evidence wasn't allowed in court the way it should have been. Uh, it is not only the prosecution; uh, uh, it is the whole whole trial, which which uh, needs to to sort of uh, be conducted, maybe in a different way. We don't know. All we want for the family is the truth. We want to know what happened to our daughter. We have had such enormous support from South Africans, and the emails and the messages we get through through social media uh, says exactly what Anish said. Uh, we don't want to leave South Africa. The South Africans also wants to know what happened. It's very important. Hmm. The, the family is saying that it's also considering legal action against Shreen Devani for not revealing his sexuality. Is that something that you are determined to go ahead with? 
we are considering it, but it should not have come out uh, during this period. Uh, my family, especially my brother, his wife, are very frustrated, very angry. Uh, but yes, of course, we are consider- considering some kind of a lawsuit uh, in the UK. Thank you very much for speaking to us. Uh, that is... Uh Annie Devani's uncle uh, speaking to us from Sweden, Ashok Hindocha, to just take us through what he's been saying and uh, some of the media reports and, of course, what has transpired in court for analysis. We're on the line to criminal law expert William Booth. A very good evening to you and thank you very much for speaking to us, Mr. Booth. Let's first start with uh, the judge's decision next week on whether or not... um, Shri and Devani will be granted a discharge. What does she have to take into account? And uh, to your mind, what you've seen come out of court, what is the likely outcome? Um, good evening. Um, well, this is an application that was lodged by the uh, defence team for uh, Mr. Devani's discharge at the end of the case. It's a procedure that's allowed in the South African law it doesn't uh, happen in each and every criminal trial, but the defense has to consider whether it's appropriate or not. And, and, and obviously that is a decision based on what evidence the prosecution has, has presented to the court. The, the court has to decide at this stage whether there's evidence on which a reasonable person may convict. Now that test is a little bit different to that at the end of the whole case where it's a question of uh, proof. Beyond the reason, not as an earnest, and I must make this very clear, rests with the prosecution. Mr. Diwani doesn't have to prove or disprove a single thing at all. That is, our, that is the law in South Africa. He has also a right to silence in terms of our constitution. Mm-hmm. So um, that is what the judge will have to deliberate, look at, and decide on Monday whether the evidence, uh, and at this stage also the credibility of witnesses. Um, is a factor that the judge looks at. And if the evidence is of such a poor quality, um, then, you know, a, a court can decide that no reasonable person can convict on that evidence. And again, it's a question of the evidence. You know, the court isn't looking at public opinion. It's not looking at what the world wants or doesn't want. It's got to look at the law and has to apply the law and look at, obviously, what are the facts and say, well, hang on, these are the facts, the evidence of Mr. Tonga, because really he is the main witness. The others, Mwabi and Malombu, are also um, witnesses whose evidence is, is, is fairly important. But Tonga is the person who directly, on his version, um, the state is saying, uh, implicates Mr. Dewani in orchestrating the, the murder of Annie Dewani. So really, he's kind of the number one uh, prosecution witness. And if his evidence is so poor, well, then, you know, the judge could very well decide to acquit and find um, uh, Dewani not guilty, even at this stage. Because there's not really that much corroboration. There's the issue of the CCTV footages. um, There's the issue of making payment. But, you know, the real thing is, how did he stand in court on his version that um, Dewani, you know, approached him, paid him money, arranged, asked him to arrange for the, you know, the killing of, of, of Annie Dewani. So if that evidence is, uh, and you know, quite honestly, I, I, you know, I've looked at, at a lot of this. I, you know, I'm aware of the 
evidence and um, you know very well hasn't been following it as closely on television as one did in the Pasturius matter you know his, his evidence seems to be heading towards a very poor quality and the judge could very well make a finding that it's um, you know of such a poor quality and that there's no corroboration and uh, that he be discharged and which means a, a finding of not guilty and that could very well happen on Monday but you know I don't want to prejudge the matter the judge might turn around and say hang on there you know there is enough evidence Hmm. to place him on his discharge. There is enough evidence for that. And, uh, you know, if that so, she may refuse the okay. defense's application. And then the defense would decide, do they call witnesses? And, you know, mainly, do they call Dewani to the witness stand? All right. Thank you so much for your time and insights. Uh, William Booth is a criminal law expert. It's 19... 19-